For me personally, what this day has meant for me, it's awesome to be part of even a small project where God can use me to touch a life. I've done church just about all my life, and uh, it's different today to just be a doer of the word and uh, be able to be out and impacting other people's lives and to take that love and take that gift and use your talents and your abilities to impact somebody else. That's what it's all about. It reminds us of why we're here, not to just stay within our four walls of the church, but actually to reach out to the community, show them that we care, show them Jesus' love in action. Uh, so two years ago, Evangel Church helped us start this project. And so we're pleased to kind of have uh, Vandra come back and provide the icing on the cake, which is the landscaping for this five home project. This uh, will be my house. A long process of waiting and building. It's very, very heartfelt that uh, you know there there are this many people that uh, are willing and, and able to, to help out families like myself. To have so many members of your church come out here today on a Sunday, and instead of providing the service within the four walls, you are out in the community, and we thank you immensely. Um, it's when the church becomes weird. And when you're serving outside of yourself, outside of your comfort zone, especially in, a, in public, in a community, um, and you see lives change, um, that's amazing. Like today, we saw people that wanted prayer. That wouldn't have happened if we weren't here. Amen. Praise God. What you witnessed there is uh, one of our previous service or service um, events that we were able to take part in a few years back and how the Lord met us in such a special way. And uh, man, what an amazing day it is, huh? Uh, that we get a chance to be really the hands and feet of Jesus in a very tangible way. It's coming up. Again, mark your calendars. October 13th, it's the day that we're going to gather here. We're going to exchange our church service to go out and serve our community on that Sunday morning. So you wear your jeans, wear some shoes, wear something comfortable, and we are going to go out and be the church in our community that day. Amen, church? So we're looking forward to that. Um, it is, last week was the opportunity you had to fill out to sign up for Service for Service and let us know that you're in. Now today is the day where we are going to be beginning to select projects. So again, if you haven't done that yet, pull out this um, project selection form that you have in your bulletin. If not, you can grab one out in the foyer on your way out. Let us know your information. We need one of these per person. Um, you can either fill this out or if last week you filled out the, um, the card that says you're in, you're receiving a link that you could sign up for this and this is also going to be available online. But please uh, feel, feel free to fill this out quickly. We are expecting over 1,000 people total to be serving in just a few weeks and we're already 600 in. We're excited about what God's going to do. Amen? Um, the part of what we're doing as well is we are, uh, just to draw your attention to one other area, it's called caring for the community. One of the most powerful things that we're able to do is we go around in our local communities, especially Scotch Plains, 
Fanwood playing field. We've gone to the mayors. We've spoken with the leadership of the towns, and they're allowing us to connect directly with our neighbors to offer ourselves to serve them in any way we can. And so we've already begun to do some of those home visits where people have reached out and let us know that they would like for uh, some of our teams to go by their homes. Some of them are elderly or have uh, different kinds of challenges going on. And on that day, we're going to show Christ's love in a tangible way to serve them, help them in their yard, something along those lines. That's what we call caring for our community. And as they showed up yesterday, Marie reached out and said it was just God moment after God moment. And as she went to one home in particular, the lady said, have you ever heard the term God sent? You're literally a God sent today. God had to have sent you here to speak to us. And they, she began to cry and they prayed together. And it was just a special moment. So I want you to know before we even step foot on the ground in a few weeks, God is already working. He's already ministering. He's already bringing about change and transformation. So, again, drop off your project selection form today in the foyer. Um, and also, we are going to be going around in our community to let them know that we're on our way on the 13th of October. And so we have these door hangers that we're going to be hanging in Scotch Plains, Fanwood, and Plainfield. And if you live in one of those towns and you're willing to help us with that, we have stacks of these door hangers waiting out in the foyer. Stop out, let us know. We'll give you a map, a route, an area. And you and your family or friends or small group uh, can go out and you can begin to spread the word and let them know. And it just says, hi, we're neighbors. Can we serve you? And it just shares um, some opportunities we have to serve our community and our neighbors. So stop out in the foyer, pick those up, and we're going to see God do an amazing work. Amen? I'm a bit overwhelmed this morning. God's so good, so faithful. And... Um, you know, in all my time pastoring, we haven't had a word, a message in the Holy Spirit like uh, happened today in our service. And uh, we, we handle that very sensitively. And as we'll talk about today, the number one thing we want to do is want to hear God's heart, what he wants to say, what the Holy Spirit would want to say to us. And I'm so thankful today that we have a God who speaks to us, right? That will get our attention. He'll use anything he can to speak through to his people. And today, as we're continuing on in our series, we are preaching a message of... Uh, sermons that are entitled as it is in heaven and the purpose of this series of messages is to really look at the reality of what jesus taught his disciples to pray when he said your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven jesus invited us into that prayer we see it demonstrated that it's god's desire his heart in believers prayer that we would see heaven invade earth, that we would see the reality of heaven, that we would see God's kingdom advance, that we would see his will being accomplished on earth as it is in heaven, that we would literally begin to see a reflection of heaven. I promise you, every time we would see a miracle in the Gospels, when we see a miracle even today, if we pray in Jesus' name and someone is healed, you know what you're getting? You're getting a glimpse of heaven. You're getting a glimpse of the ultimate reality. Do you know that when we're in heaven, there's no more sickness, there's no more disease. The Bible says all those old things have passed away. There's no more brokenness, there's no more sin. There's no many things that fills your heart with despair. Those things are gone. Now we're in the presence of a holy God. And we just pray and we say, God, bring it about today. Lord, let us see uh, displays of heaven. Let us see your kingdom advance. Let us see your ultimate purpose be accomplished. Today I want to lean into this one statement, and I want us to understand it, where Jesus taught us to pray, your will be done. 
Your kingdom come, but I want to hone in and focus our attention today. What does it mean when we pray, your will be done? So, Lord, I pray today you'd speak to us. Holy Spirit, you've already been speaking to us. So I pray you would just take these words and these verses and, 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 and what you've already put upon my heart, Lord, and in front of us today, and you would just take over, Lord. I just sense you want to speak something so specifically to us this morning at this hour, and I just pray, Lord God, that you would give me and each of us ears to hear and understand how you want to minister to our hearts today. In your name we pray. Amen. What does it mean to pray for the will of God to be accomplished in my life? What is God's will for my life? Have you ever struggled with questions like that? I believe that one of the greatest lies that is perpetrating the world today is that people think that they have no purpose. Is that people, especially people that belong to God, people that love Jesus and know him, have bought into a lie and have believed a lie in their life that their life does not have value. I want, I want you to know this. If you're living and you're breathing today, you're valuable in God's sight. He loves you and he knows you. And here's what I want you to also know that I think many have stopped believing. God has a plan for your life. I want you to look at the person next to you, not in a funny way. I want you to look at them. Not in a way where we're just going to smile. I want you to seriously look at the person next to you right now. And I want you to say from the bottom of your heart, God has a plan for your life. Good. Say that right now to the person on your left and your right. Do you know what would bring my heart the greatest joy when I get to heaven as your pastor? That every one of us would walk in God's will for our lives. They will get to the end of our lives and we will be able to see that we have followed God's path for us. Some of us, you might feel that that's an impossible idea. You say, Pastor, that's not good. I better get out of here because I don't know if that could ever happen in my life. I'm not sure God has a plan or if he does, I have no idea what it could be. I've been where you are. Don't worry about that. The question is, can we all as a church learn to pray this way, to learn to make this the priority of our lives, to ultimately see God's will accomplished? Today, if you're a follower of Jesus, this is what that means. If you've come to Jesus and you've asked him to forgive you of your sins and you've committed your life to follow him, maybe you've prayed a prayer of salvation at some point in time, you identify yourself as a Christian, but here's what I want you to know, when we do that, here's what we're really saying with our lives, let's make sure we believe it, we're saying this, Jesus, where you lead me, I will follow. Jesus, I surrender my life, my will, my plan, my agenda to you, Lord. I ask you to save me of my sins, which, which is forgiveness flows into our lives. But simultaneously, we are committing our lives to follow him. That's what it means to be a disciple. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And so when we do that, that means that we are setting our eyes on him. And as we set our eyes on him, he is leading and guiding our lives. That's his desire. That's his will for you. His will is, is summed up in Scripture so many times. And I want to just lean into one passage of Scripture here in John chapter 6, where Jesus talks about why he came, why he lived, why he was born, why he died on the cross. All of these things, Jesus gives us the big why. Here's what he says in verse 38. For I have come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me. Not to do my own will. Jesus said, I don't have my own will here. I'm just here to do the will of God. Verse 39. And this is the will of God, 
that I should not lose even one of all those he has given me, that I should raise them up at the last day. Verse 40, this is my father's will that all who see his son and believe in him should have eternal life and I will raise them up at the last day. Jesus' greatest will, his greatest desire, God's greatest desire for your life is that you would know him and have eternal life through Jesus. That's what Jesus has said over and over and over again. And also, I want you to know that as much as God has a plan for your life, the enemy of your soul also has a plan for your life. He also has a purpose for your life. And there's an incredible struggle between whose plan, whose will, whose purpose your life will ultimately be aligned with. Will it be with God's or with someone else's? Jesus gives the mission statement of the enemy of your soul, Satan, the devil. He said, for the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, but I have come. What's his purpose? That you would have life and have it abundantly. God's desire for your life is that you have it, that you live and you have a full, abundant life, that you experience the fullness of what God has for you, and that you would walk in it. And today we're going to talk about this. And my prayer is that throughout this time, even by the end of our time together today and in this season, our lives would begin to come in line with God's will and God's plan for us. The big question we can have is how? How can I really know if I'm walking in God's will? How can I know if I'm, if, if I'm making decisions that are in, in the will of God? What a big question that can cause a lot of frustration and confusion. I want to start to answer that question with you from just setting a few steps in front of you, things that you can do that you could put into practice in your life that I think will help you get there, will help you have a greater confidence that you're able to walk and stand in God's will, His plan, His purpose for your life. I want to ask you with a show of hands, anyone in the room, um, please, please participate over the next few moments. Does anyone here set goals for the year, that you get to a new year and you set goals? Let me see your hands if that's you. Uh, that you write down those goals somewhere, that you take, yeah, these are my goals for this year. All right, I want you to keep your hand up or put your hand up. Anyone set monthly goals that you set each month, that you have things you want to accomplish in a, in a month? Anyone have weekly goals? Put your hands up if you set goals for the week. This is our big goal for the week or my goals for the week. And does anyone have daily goals? Things that you have as your goals that you set just for this day. This is what I want to get done. Great. God bless you all. Uh, that's very good. Um, here, here's the number one way that I believe you could start to align your life with the will of God. And it may sound simple, but I promise you it could change everything. What if at the top of every one of those lists that you've made for your year, for your month, for your week, for your day, that the first goal, the highest goal you have is this, I want to walk in the will of God for my life. What if you would make that from here on forward your number one priority in your life? Yes, there's a lot of other things. You got to get the car washed. You got to go to work. You got to have this conversation. You got to have that. But what if you always keep at the forefront of your heart, your prayers, your planning, your desire, Lord, my prayers that I'm walking in your will. I want to walk in your will, Lord God. I want to walk in your ways. You know what will happen? Your focus will ultimately determine your future. If you continually make that your heart's desire, if you continually make that your prayer, if you continually or are intentionally focused on that, what I often find is that the Lord can begin to lead and guide your life, and you will find how God will use you right where you are 
And he'll begin to use you for his kingdom purposes. Here's what I want you to know. God's ultimate will is connected to his kingdom. I want you to know his ultimate will is connected to you knowing him and making him known. That's what it is. Sometimes we have so minimized and downgraded the will of God that we think and we go to the supermarket and we get to the, to the frozen food section. God, is it your will for me to eat this one or to eat the frozen peas tonight? God, is it your will for me today to pick line eight or line seven? We can't get fixated like that. Are you with me? But here's what I want to tell you. I think that when we do that, sometimes we, we actually will get to places like saying, God, is it your will that I work here or work there? And we become paralyzed in these decisions because we don't want to be outside of the will of God. Here's what I've ultimately found, that every one of those things that I've mentioned to you, even where you go to shop, who you marry, what relationship you have, where you work, where you live, what kind of house you have, we can often pray, Lord, is this your will? Is this your will? Is this your will? Here's what I would instead begin to pray. Lord, how is this a part of your greater will? Lord, how, how are you looking to use this for your purpose in my life? Because I promise you, his purpose for your life is not for you to live in a certain place, not just to marry. That's all a part of his greater purpose for your life. Are you with me? I don't, know if I'm, I don't know if I'm clear to everyone. I want you to understand this. Sometimes we think that all of those things that I mentioned are the end in themselves. But I really believe they're just a part of the bigger picture. God's desire, I'm telling you, God's greatest desire. And some of you struggle because you said, I know it's not God's will for me to just be working this job nine to five. It's not God's will for me just to be here living. I want you to know his will for you is so much bigger than all of that. But that's a part of his plan. That's a part of how he's going to use you. That's a part of how he's going to shape you. That's a part of how his kingdom's going to advance in your life. And if you become so, so like, if you're always looking, Lord, I just want to be in your will. I want to be in your will. I think the Lord wants to show you every single day how if you surrender to him, if you look to him, he will accomplish his will through your life wherever he has placed you. In the, in the decisions that you're making, if you will get to that point in time where in prayer you say, Lord, I want your kingdom to come. I want your will to be done right here, right now as it is in heaven, Lord God. And as you make that your heart's desire, as you make that your prayer, you, you'll be amazed. Some of you work in the city in, in your number one goal each day. You're on the train, you're heading in. Lord, my, my goal today is to accomplish your will. Lord, I just pray you'd use me however you use me. I pray your kingdom would come, your kingdom would advance. And here you are now walking by a coworker that you walk by every single day, and the Holy Spirit will begin to speak to you. Talk to them. Ask them what's going on. Whatever the case might be. And you'll find yourself having conversations, having divine appointments, having kairos moments of we've been talking about them. And what God is doing is he's causing his kingdom to come, his will to be accomplished in and through your life as it is in heaven. And you'll see things begin to stir and happen and transform along the way. But it requires a focus, a focus on Jesus, a focus on following him. I promise you, you're not going to find God's will for your life outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ. It all starts there. You won't find his will for your life. Don't go searching because I promise you the first and greatest thing God wants for your life is for you to know him and come to him through Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's it. I promise you that. It's for you to be forgiven of your sins, for you to have eternal life, for your past to be removed, for you to have life and have it abundantly. Hebrews 10.36 says this, that you need to persevere so that when you've done the will of God, you're going to receive what he has promised. But I also want you to know this, that for you to accomplish what God has for you, 
the real plan and purpose he has for your life, you can't do it alone. You're not a superhero. This whole thing hasn't been built so that you're going to do the great things God has for you. And as God makes known his plans and purposes for your life, you can feel like it's impossible, like it's so much bigger than you are. But that's why he hasn't left you alone to do it. Here's what Jesus said to his disciples. He knew what was going to come. He knew the persecution that was going to come. He knew the challenges that were going to be in front of them. He knew that he knew that he knew that, man, if it was just left in their hands, they would have messed it up a long time ago. They would have messed it up on day one. But Jesus said this, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Jesus promises his followers that you will not be alone. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I'm not going to leave you to figure this all out and fulfill the purposes God has for you all on your own. My Father will send you another, the comfort of the Spirit of truth, and He will lead you into all truth. He's talking about the presence of the Holy Spirit. God sent us the Holy Spirit. Jesus promised that we would be able to walk, not on our own, but in the power of God through his spirit being poured out into our lives. And I want you to know that spirit provides wisdom, insight. Bible says leads into all truth. Doesn't leave us alone. Comforts us in times of difficulty and challenge and loss. But also empowers us to fulfill God's purpose for our lives. Empowers us to do the work that God has placed before his followers to do. And today, I want you, if you hear nothing else, stop leaning on your own understanding and lean on his understanding. Stop leaning on your own strength and power. Lean on the power that he gives through his spirit. If we learn to lean into that, God can do so much more than you can ever think, dream, or imagine. I knew how I wanted today's service to go. I knew how I was. We planned it out. We talked about it. We prayed and we said, all right, Lord, this is how we're going to do it. We're sing these songs and the families are going to come up and, and these things are going to happen. And, and in the midst of that, I started to feel a bit of a stirring in my heart like, all right, maybe God's about to say something. And then a message in the spirit comes out. And it's heavy. And it's uncomfortable. And it's talking about someone that's, that, that's maybe contemplating ending their life. I and mean, that's heavy stuff, church family. In the middle of that, I have to stand there and I'm praying, Lord, Lord, speak. I feel in my heart. I'm like, I know the Lord wants to speak. This isn't necessarily comfortable to think through that. But here's what I know. The Holy Spirit knows exactly what he wants to do and what he wants to say. And none of us would have known that someone before they walked into church today made an attempt to hurt themselves. And we're actually wondering. And the Holy Spirit stopped the whole service so he could speak to them to say, I have more for you. And not just that one person, but other people responded whenever we had that moment. And now they're out and they're being ministered to. Because God knows. If I'm just here leaning on my, we'll have a great service. But God saving people's lives is beyond what I know and beyond what you know. And beyond what even the person that spoke it out knew. It wasn't anyone. It was what the Holy Spirit knew he wanted to accomplish. His purpose today was for someone to live and not die. And proclaim the goodness of the Lord one day with their life. His, his desire is beyond it. 
And church, I promise you, this is just a picture. It's just an illustration. God wants you to be able to walk in that same way that you don't have to lean on your own understanding or your own strength or your own power. But as you make it your heart's desire to say, God, I want to fulfill the purpose you have for my life, what you'll find he does then is he will empower you to do just that. He will give you his spirit's power, his strength, his understanding, and before long you'll see that as you make that your priority, God will lead and guide your life. No, you don't have to quit your job and move into a monastery and pray 24 hours a day for that to be possible. God wants to meet you right where you are. Will you make it a daily priority to hear from him, to meet with him? Amen? And you have to figure out at the end of, your, at the, end of the day, who do you want to please? I don't have time to even go into this, but you're going to be in small groups this week, and I hope all of you get into small groups if you're not. But in small groups, you'll, you'll go through and you'll see in the book of Acts what's going on there and how they get to the point where they have to make a decision. They're talking about Jesus, and they're even healing people in Jesus' name, and the authorities come and say, stop doing this. Don't talk about Jesus anymore. This is making us all really, really uncomfortable. Don't, don't preach in his name. Don't teach his name. Don't pray in his name. And they get to the point where they speak to the religious leaders at the time, and they say, with all due respect, who do you want us pleasing and obeying, you or God? And they made a decision, we have to obey God, come what may. Are we willing to make those same kind of decisions with our lives, church? One of the things that will keep us from walking in the will and purpose of God is fear of man, fear of what people think, fear of how crazy it might be, fear of how uncomfortable it might make someone feel. But I promise you, if you fix your eyes on Jesus, if you say, Lord, I just want to walk in your purpose for me, and I believe that you have one, you will see how God will use you and and strengthen you and empower you to do more than you could ever imagine on your own. You know, as we come to service for service, there's a lot of preparation that goes into that that day. And we've done it. This will be our fourth time doing something so large. And there's a physical preparation. There's a logistical preparation. There's a lot of projects and a lot of people and a lot of coordination. But also, I believe, especially this year, God wants to do a deeper spiritual preparation to get us ready for what he wants to do through us. And so this upcoming service for service, we're going to do something special the week before. The Sunday before, on the 6th of October, I'm, we're going to be welcoming one of my good friends, Tim Enlow, who's an evangelist. He's a, um, a, a preacher. He's a pastor. And he teaches on the work and ministry of the Holy Spirit. And God has a special anointing over his life. Um, and we've, we've seen as he's ministered here, God has done such a powerful work in hearts and lives. The Sunday before service for service, that Sunday is going to just be, um, we're believing that in the midst of that Sunday, it's going to be a Holy Spirit conference on Sunday morning and then Sunday night where we're going to gather together and we're just going to allow the Holy Spirit to strengthen us, to prepare us, to be poured out in our lives, to meet us just as he met the church in the early book, um, book of Acts. And on Sunday morning and on Sunday night, we're just going to rally together, and we're going to have a special time in God's presence. And I believe out of that, we're going to draw strength, grace, everything we need to fulfill the purpose God has for us. Amen? So I want to tell you that. Mark your calendars. Be ready. Uh, in, in a few weeks, we're looking forward to that special Sunday before we head out into the streets. Just a day of empowerment and just the Lord pouring into us and activating so much. I'm going to invite the, the worship team to come forward at this time. I just really believe that the Lord just wants to minister to our hearts today and do something a little bit different than I had anticipated.
I want to invite you to bow your heads with me today. I'm going to read a verse, a passage of scripture to you. Because if you're really wondering, and maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, I'm still kind of foggy on this idea of what is God's will for my life? What is, what is God's plan for my life? Could you, could you tell me that? I believe there's two things, and, I, and I'm going to tell you what they are for every single one of us. What his greatest will for our lives is. And then I'm going to read a verse of scripture that I really believe encompasses that so well. And then I want to just have a time of prayer that we could step into that. Here's what I believe God's will is for our lives. God wants you to be free, and he wants you to be fruitful. He wants you to be free of your sin. He wants you to be free of your past. He wants you to be free of anything that hinders you from becoming everything he has called and created you to be. He wants you to be free from shame and from guilt. He wants you to be free from the opinions of people and the fears of man and anything else. He wants you to be free. He wanted you to be free so much that Jesus came and died on the cross 2,000 years ago. And the Bible says, whom the Son sets free is free indeed. He wants you to be free. But he also wants you to be fruitful. Jesus said, if you remain in me and I remain in you, then you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can't do anything. He wants you to be fruitful. He wants your life to fulfill good works. He wants to do specific things in and through you that he's only designed for you to do. He wants to use you to be someone that helps to accelerate and expand his kingdom by sharing his love, by seeing others that are near you come to know him in a greater way. And that's my prayer. That's our prayer for you as a church, as leaders, is that you would walk in that, that you would experience it. And when I was reading in Colossians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul prayed this same prayer of freedom and fruitfulness over the church of Colossae. And I want to pray this over you today. And then we're going to respond to what the Lord wants to do in these moments. The Apostle Paul says, For this reason, since the day we first heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all wisdom and understanding that the Holy Spirit gives so that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his might so that you can have great endurance and patience in giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. Lord, I pray today, Lord God, for those who haven't yet fully experienced the freedom, Lord, that you have for them. For those who have called upon your name, but today, Lord God, there are things that stand in the way, things that are weighing them down, things that have tethered them, Lord God, from following after you and stepping into your plan and purpose for their lives. Lord, I pray for those today, Lord God, who are free, but they're not yet fruitful, Lord God. They've been in, in faith for a long time, Lord God, but they feel stuck, Lord God. There's nothing new being birthed in their life, Lord God. They feel like their journey has ended, Lord. They feel like they, they haven't seen. They think maybe you're done with them. They don't know what's going on, Lord God. But as you're speaking and as you're stirring even now, Lord God, you're making it known, Lord God, that you have a plan, that you have a purpose, that you desire to do something beyond 
what they could ever imagine. I pray that you'd make it known to them, Lord God, that you'd stir their heart today. Would you all stand to your feet with me this morning? And I just want to invite you today to this altar. And today, I believe the Lord gave me a specific picture as I was praying for this response time, that I believe some of you are stuck. You're stuck in a place, and you're almost tethered, and, and you're just not seeing anything and you're not seeing yourself move forward, and you feel like you're just held back in so many ways, I believe that as some walk forward to this altar in a few moments, that it's going to be like a tether is breaking, that there is just going to be a freedom, like a chain has been broken, and you're just free to walk into what God has for you. And so today, if you need that freedom, whatever that might look like in your life, I'm going to invite you to come. Today, if you're just asking God to make your life fruitful, that you want to fulfill the purpose that he's placed you on this earth to do, then I want you to walk forward as well. And we're just going to begin to pray. If I can have our prayer team up front ready to receive those that come forward. And so I'm just inviting you to come right now. If that's you, come quickly. If today your number one desire is, Lord, I just want to be used by you, Lord God. I want your purpose to be fulfilled in my life. If that's you, just come right now and just begin to pray. Our prayer team will come around you. We're going to be glad to pray with you. And I want you just to quickly, if you're in the balcony, don't hold back. Just come down here and we're just going to call upon the name of the Lord in these moments. We thank you, Jesus, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you're with us. If I can have some more of our leaders just come to the front if you're here and of our deacons or elders that are willing to pray, just come around those that are stepping forward right now at this hour. We thank you, Lord Jesus, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, that you're here. We thank you that you're with us, Lord God. We thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for our lives, Lord God. We thank you today, Lord God, that you're working, Lord God. We thank you today, Lord God, that you're rewriting the lies of the enemy, Lord God, that you're reminding your sons and daughters, Lord God, that you desire for them to have life and life abundantly, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that you're saving lives even today, Lord God, that, Lord God, you're bringing people back from the point of death, Lord God, and you're showing them that you're not done with them yet, Lord God. We thank you today, Lord God, that you're setting sons and daughters free in your presence, Lord God. Holy Spirit, would you fall upon us today, Lord God. Lord, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, Lord God. Whom Jesus sets free, there is freedom, Lord God. So today we reach out and we take hold of that, Lord God. Today, Lord God, we reach to you, Lord God, and we pray, Lord God, that there be such freedom in your presence, Lord God, that we would never be the same, Lord God, that you would mark these moments, that you would mark every life that steps forward and makes themselves available for you to do greater things than they could ever imagine, Lord God, that they would walk in a freedom they've never felt before, that no longer would things that have tethered them in the past hold them in that place, Lord God, would no longer they operate from a place of hopelessness, but Lord God, would hope rise in their heart, would faith fill them, Lord God, would your perfect love cast out fear in Jesus' name. Thank you. Come on, would you just begin to worship him? I want you, if you're here at this altar, begin to lift up your voice loud to heaven. Begin to cry out to him. Begin to make your prayers known to him. Begin to ask of the Lord to meet you. You know what brought you out of your seat today. You know what brought you into God's presence today. Just begin to ask him right now to speak to you, right now to meet you, right now to bring you freedom, to bring you into that place where your life will bear fruit, where you will see God work in you and through you to do we're going to sing out this chorus. We just want more. And if that's your prayer, sing out and ask the Lord just to give you more today, to pour out more into your life, to pour out his plan and his purpose right now.
our hearts desire today, Lord God. More of you, less of us, Lord God. We live our lives to declare today, Lord God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord God. Your kingdom come, your will be done in my family as it is in heaven, Lord God. Your kingdom come, your will be done in my heart and in my life, Lord God, as it is in heaven, Lord God. Today, Lord God, we lean into this, Lord God. We align our hearts, our lives to you, Lord God. We make it the priority of our lives, Lord God, to walk in your purpose, Lord God, to know you, Lord God, more. Oh, Jesus, Lord God. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, would you fall upon your sons, your daughters? Would you strengthen us, empower us, speak to us, Lord God? Will we learn to lean into you, Lord God, as you make yourself available to us, Lord God? And would you use us in this season, Lord God? Lord, use us to see your kingdom advance, Lord God. Use us, Lord God, to make your name famous, Lord God. Use us, Lord God, to share your love with the hurting, Lord God. To see lives saved, lives changed, Lord God. People move from death to life, we pray, Lord God. We make our hands available to you, Lord God. I'm going to just invite you, our closing prayer today, just as Kat was prompted to pray as we were worshiping. If today you're, 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 you're in, you're saying, Lord, I just want to live for your will to be accomplished in my life. I want you to lift your hands high above your head right now to heaven. And what this is saying is, Lord, I'm, I'm all in for you, Lord God. I just want your plan. I want, just want your purpose. I just want your will accomplished, Lord God. I set my eyes on you. Lord, you see every heart that's being lifted before you today. You see, Lord God, many, Lord, are lifting their hands. They don't even know, I don't even know how, Lord God. We leave the how in your hands, Lord God. We leave ourselves in your hands today, Lord God. We dedicate our lives, our hearts afresh and anew to you. Where you lead us, Lord, we will follow, Lord God. Lord, we thank you and we love you, Lord God. And we pray that you would move, Lord God, in us and through us. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you're at the altar and you still need prayer, you don't have to rush out. But this is going to conclude our service. If you need prayer, please come forward. We'd love to pray with you. On your way out, please make sure you drop off your project forms and Pick up your door hangers and we'll see you on Wednesday or on next Sunday. God bless you.